Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, talks picking it up. Let's go. He never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds The skill of an artist This is 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause why you was ill Who would've thought He'd be the one That set the west in flames And I heard him Wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church I like bleach, man, why you had the stupidest verses? Dude, is the truth, now everybody giving them guest spots And stocks through the roof, I heard from with that guy 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power And he's spitting fire and mice Got him out the dryer, he's hot Found him in Fort Minor with top Just super excited to be in a regional again It's, you know, for some it seems like You know, it's just what we do But it's really hard to get here And I made sure the players heard that from my mouth And I think the other coaches chimed in a little bit as well It's uh, it's, it's an honor to be a obviously a top eight And we've had a lot of things happen to us this season As far as injuries and sickness and you know other teams have as well it just seems like ours hit all kind of at the same time and our, our players found a way to get through it and uh extremely proud of them and it's uh it's a new season it's uh it's all about what we do from here on out it's you know the the previous games obviously got us where we are but it doesn't matter anymore, and it's what I told them. Uh, it's all about now. It's about the future, and uh, I think they're excited to be here and be playing. And we're excited, too, to be here and be playing. Justin Acre, Wes Moore, and the Wizard, Christian Weaver. Razorbacks win a couple over in Hoover, and now they advance to the regionals. They'll be hosting Santa Clara in Game 1 on Friday afternoon. And we watch on the other side, obviously, later in the evening. And the, well, the games after that, it's got some late starts for Arkansas, potentially. Hopefully, if they win, that is. They'll be playing at 8 o'clock on Saturday, so it's a, it's a late one for sure. Uh, but anyway, good opportunity for Arkansas. Got some good teams that are playing well, apparently. TCU and Arizona, both pretty hot here down the stretch. Don't know much about Santa Clara, but we'll learn more about them over the week. But uh, obviously, it's going to be back home. Arkansas didn't have that advantage last year. Still worked out and ended up in Omaha, which is the ultimate goal, but... Here we are. Not good for late newscasts, that's for sure. Eight no. o'clock start, no highlights for anybody. Game will be going on while you're on the you're doing your news or your sportscast, so that's a, that's kind of a bummer. But I think for the fans, especially you know uh, June now, it'll be June when we're playing eight o'clock games, evening games. It'll be nice and yeah. conditions will be perfect out there. For I haven't looked. Uh, I'll pull it up real quick. This weekend, Fayetteville Friday. 50% chance of rain, Saturday 60% chance of rain, Sunday 50% chance of rain, mm. high in the mid-80s, low in the 60s. So hopefully those are just typical pop-ups, you know, afternoon thunderstorms in the uh, uh, northwest Arkansas, and not too big of a problem. Yep, that's uh, I mean, that'll be good. And that's one of the reasons why D- uh, Coach Van Horn likes to play the early game yep. on Friday, just in case there is some rain or something, and it, you don't get pushed back. If you're that second game, you may, may be playing at midnight. 
So Arkansas is at 2 o'clock, 1.30 pregame, and we'll have uh, our full show, and then we'll hand it off to a shortened out-of-bounds on Friday. TCU and Arizona at 8 o'clock on ESPNU. Arkansas is an ESPN Plus game. Their bracket, their regional, will match up with the Terre Haute Regional, which is hosted by Indiana State, a team that finished 42-15. and 15. And then the late game, they're playing against Wright State, then the late game there is Iowa-North Carolina, which Arkansas, of course, had a chance to face last year. So good to be back at home, and... Hopefully Arkansas can take care of business and be back home for a Super Regional next weekend, too. When I was watching the draw, I'm kind of in my mind, I'm thinking South Carolina could be the other regional you're matched up with, maybe Alabama. Uh, and then I, and when I saw Alabama's the 16th seed, okay, well, mark them off the list. Uh, you know, Arkansas doesn't have to worry about playing in SEC. I did not want to see another SEC team if you win the regional matched up in the Super Regionals. I just don't like that. And when it came down, it was either going to be Indiana State or South Carolina. And I saw South Carolina pop up uh, as this, what was it, the 15th seed. I'm like, bam, that's perfect. They get Indiana State. They're going to be matched up with them. So I think it's a great draw for Arkansas. Uh, even people were like, "Oh, TCU, that's a tough two. Oh, your twos are going to be difficult. Okay, mm-hmm. you're not going to get uh, three or three number four seeds in your draw. I, I, everybody has a difficult two. You have to prove it. You have to beat them. It's going to be a, a decent, a good team that, that in that two. And that's uh, that's what TCU is. Ten teams from the SEC and a record eight regional hosts. And Arkansas, obviously, one of those. And if you go through the list here, you can see. I mean, there's some. Some interesting draws across the country, but Auburn's going to be a host. LSU is going to be a host against a 19 and 40 Tulane team. Hmm. It's a pretty good gig for them. Worst record ever. Most losses to ever make a regional. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. They, I think they were the seventh place team in their conference, and then went on a run and won the conference tournament and got in. And so you get 40 losses and you're still in. That's the carry, you know. That's the yeah. for the, some of these mid majors, you know, in a conference, you still got a chance to get hot at the right time and still make a run. Maybe you get healthy. Who knows? Maybe Tulane's got a good team, and they had some injuries, and everybody got healthy and started playing up to their potential. I do not know the case for Tulane. Maybe they just got hot and had a magical weekend. But needless to say, their season goes on, and uh, their guys were celebrating. They 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 wanted to play LSU. You know that was the word. You see these mocks, and you know once Tulane got in, I saw just about every one of them had them going to Baton Rouge, and they looked like they were very excited to be playing close to home. Alabama's playing the late game in the Tuscaloosa Regional. You talked about hosting Nickel State. And Boston College was 35-18. and 18. They're also in that region. And there were some people making the argument that Boston yep. College should have been hosting, probably. Yep. Um, but anyway, it's Alabama there. In Nashville, Vanderbilt gets Eastern Illinois. The Panthers, 38-19. We all know how good Vanderbilt is this year. Lexington, Kentucky's going to play the early game like Arkansas, but they play at 11 o'clock. Wouldn't that be nice? Mm. Um, playing against uh, Ball State. Eastern Illinois is out of the OVC. That's who knocked Little Rock out. Uh, in the uh, semifinal game, I guess, or the uh, must-win game, and they obviously went on and beat Moorhead State in the finals. Gainesville, Florida's hosting. Obviously, they're the late game against Florida A&M. That's a pretty good gig for them. Yeah. Florida A&M does not have a losing record, but almost 29-28 and out of the SWAC. And then you've got, on the other side, UConn, which is a team they talked a lot about on the selection show yesterday, and Texas Tech. UConn 43-15. and 15. That's another early start for that one. We know the Arkansas Regional in Columbia. You mentioned South Carolina. They're hosting. They've got Central Connecticut State 36-12 and 12 on the year. Campbell, the Campbells, 44-13 and 13 against NC State. Um, in Baton Rouge, you got LSU Tulane. We mentioned Oregon State, perennial power, 39-18. and 18. And Sam Houston. Difficult draw. Yeah. That's a that's a very good regional. And then Auburn's got uh the late game against Penn and Southern Miss and Samford out of Birmingham rounding it out. I thought the uh, toughest one in, in some of these uh, D one baseball America their their mock projections before yesterday was Dallas Baptist coming to Fayetteville as one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oral Roberts uh, coming to Fayetteville as one. I'm like, man, that would be a very difficult regional. Well both of those were sent to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, that Stillwater regional looks hard. Yeah. So I was happy when I saw DBU not coming to Fayetteville or Oral Roberts coming to Fayetteville because a team, I don't care what kind of conference you're playing in, when you win 40-something games and you dominate your conference, you've got a good team. And they're going to give Oklahoma State you know, everything they got that for Friday night. Sure. I'm sure they will. So, uh, obviously, SEC is poised to get a number of teams into the Supers, and we'll, we'll see how everybody plays it out here. But I'm looking forward to, to Saturday. Arkansas back in the SEC tournament. Again, I mean, I wasn't overly disappointed, I suppose. It would have been nice, I mean, to see them pull it off with some uh, conglomeration of uh, pitchers deep in the rotation. 
in the championship game, but to lose the way they did. I mean, they were all one-run games. You got a lot of close competition throughout the tournament. Got some guys, some work. Your top of the order is still struggling. We're going to talk to Jace Borfin at the bottom of the hour here at 1030, uh, thanks to fence brokers. But, I mean, they're they're struggling. I mean, the numbers were outlined in the paper today. Um, let me find those numbers. Here we go. Joe's and Bergerson's coming back. Four of 30. Wagner, two of 22. And Jace is three of 37. Now, he did have a huge hit in the tournament. Maybe that'll spark some mm-hmm. confidence, but he was over 5 against A&M in the last game. Yeah, he had a chance in the ninth inning to to keep that rally going, maybe tie it up or even, you know, with the big hit, take the lead, and uh, failed to do so. And that was the – I think Van Horn said it best. That was the the big, you know, the disappointing thing. They, they fought their way back, gave themselves an opportunity there, and then you have two of your most reliable hitters come up in a situation that's who you want up, and – they did not deliver. They didn't, but man, the pitcher uh, was it Wansing, 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 Wansing. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. I don't know how you lay off those, and honestly, I don't know how you get a barrel on them. They were just the most disgusting looking. I guess they were sliders that uh, they were having to deal with, and that's basically all he threw over and over again. Yeah. And I think if you just went up there and took, you know, might have gotten a walk out of one of those guys, but it's hard to do that in that situation. And maybe if Coach went back and looked at the video. And he might have had a little more uh, understanding for his hitters. That was a tough situation. That kid was dealing. He is the guy who came and pitched for A&M Tuesday and uh, what was it, like a one-hitter? Yeah, eight innings, one hit. Uh, he yeah. was outstanding. So he obviously has his stuff going right now and is very confident and came in and he, he shut the door for A&M. So uh, that's, that, to me, that's the only concern right now. And I believe, and I'm not that concerned, mm-hmm. uh, when they come back to Baum where they're familiar and they, they like hitting there and they've hit there really well, I think uh, their bats will, will come alive and they're going to score some runs. And you look at the uh, matchups, uh, there's not a lot of great pitching. I think this is going to be a high-scoring regional. Uh, Arkansas will have the best pitching, and uh, but they, there's some hitters coming to this park, and uh, a couple of teams like Santa Clara. I mean, that they're going to play. They, I mean, they don't have the pitcher. They don't know who they're going to start Friday night. They don't have an ace, so that, that bodes well. That's always a concern that you, with this four seed, it seems like they have that ace, that one guy. Uh, that could shut a team down. He, he he gets hot and he comes out and throws you know some nasty stuff. All of a sudden you look up, it's the eighth inning. You hadn't scored a run or you only scored one. And you're down three to one. Uh, but I don't think that'll be the case with Santa Clara. They don't have that shutdown guy. Who do you think Arkansas starts? Uh, Hunter Hagen. Hunter Hagen. Hunter Holland. Hunter Holland. Hunter Holland. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do not know. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned about Gage Wood. That's, yeah. that's your closer. Or sure. He was the closer. I don't know that he's the closer now. If you can trust him, you know, in a game, either Friday or Saturday, you know, where it's late and you're, you you got a, one, a small lead, you put him in, what do you do? So I wonder, in my mind, if they're tinkering with going back with Hagen, uh, closing things out yeah. in a big situation. Uh, or could it be Tiger? You know, do you m- maybe move Tiger? Because all of a sudden, Will McIntyre's pitching well. Could you move him into a starting role? Uh, Zach Morris has given you a lot of innings. So those two guys have been huge in the bullpen. Could that change up the roles a little bit to where you've got that closer to, to win you the game? It's the Democrat Gazette story. Talking about pitching staff. And they mentioned Hunter Holland. They mentioned Hagen Smith. Um, they could have done it your way and been much more efficient. Sure. Um, Van Horn said right-hander Brady Tigert, who started and threw 64 pitches in the loss to A&M, could also be a possibility on five days rest. That would be a curveball, no pun intended. Wow. So, I'm with you. I expect either Hagen or Hunter to be the guy, but we'll see. Yeah. And McIntyre probably coming in to close if things go well. Good. Yeah. Hopefully you don't need three starters, right? No. That'd be great. No. Hopefully, this is a game where Arkansas needs to score eight, nine, ten runs, and it doesn't matter if Hunter Holland gives up four, you know, and you're up 10 four, and you, you just get through the game, you win it, and then you got your bullets ready for the, the you know, possible matchup with TCU or Arizona on Saturday. But that, that game is so important to win that game and be 2 and 0 while the other team's fighting their way through the loser's bracket to play you again. Well, I guess you do need three stars because you're going to play Sunday, too. Sunday, too. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I would think Tiger and Holland and Hagen would be your three, and then just piece it together from there. But yeah, Gage Wood is dis- is disappointing and concerning, and everybody's had it. Everybody scuffled a little bit at some point in the year. It's too bad that he's doing that down the stretch because he looked unstoppable middle of the season, and now he's struggling the last few starts. So we'll see. Maybe he can find it. And the, the concerning thing is the velocity was down. Yep. And Van Horn pointed that out. Yep. That, you know, he's been coming in with his hair on fire, throwing at 95, and then he throws that breaking ball, that curve ball, and it's just uh, they, they can't time him up because he's changing 
change in speed, and then all of a sudden he's not throwing at 95. He's throwing at 91. And uh, what's the problem there? Is it? And you hope it's not an arm. Yeah, issue. is it physical? Is it yeah. mental? What's going on there? But uh, we'll, we'll hopefully maybe we'll hear more from Coach on that. Maybe they'll get some things figured out this week. We'll see. Um, we got some big news, I guess, going on in sports. So we had a couple of transfers over the weekend to Little Rock, former Razorbacks. K.K. Robinson, who had already transferred, of course, before, is going to go to Little Rock and uh, play for the Trojans. And Mikel Mitchell has found his new home, and it's going to be in Little Rock as well. So bro, Big Bro will be up on the hill, or Twin Bro mm-hmm. will be up on the hill, and uh, he'll be down here. So they'll still be in close proximity, just not as close as they're used to. Those two guys should be legit go-to stars in, in the OVC. I mean, they should go in and, and be able to put up a lot of points and rebounds. I think uh, Mikel's going to be very... He, he's a double-double guy in this league. And I think that's what the coaches are expecting out of him. And I can't wait to see KK again. And uh, Dude, one of the best clutch shooters I've seen in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the moment was never too big for him. Uh, and I think uh, he, he's going to flourish at Little Rock. Speaking of Bryant, and the other big news, of course, is that uh, they may be losing their, looks like they're losing their head coach to Conway. I think the decision is now in coach's hands. Um, we'll see what Bryant wants to do. You know, I think uh, the offer's been made from, from Conway, and uh, if Bryant is, how bad do they want to keep him? Are they going to make some adjustments, you know, uh, uh, to his contract, his salary, whatever the case, or whatever his demands, some of the things that he wants. And then coach has got to make a decision. Yeah. Five straight titles. I mean, you get – I mean, it just – I don't know. I don't know if what, what all the ancillary reasons are. But, I mean, obviously, if there's, a money, if there's a money benefit to leave, Sure, you obviously have a program you feel like you can win at. Conway's been right there yep. the last two years. And, mm-hmm. and co- it was against Bryant. So, coach – Buck James knows how close Conway is, so it's not like he's walking into a situation where you're starting from scratch and have to develop a pro- build a program. He's got a program built. They'll just have to learn to do things the Buck James way. We'll see how quickly we get the official word on that, hopefully sometime during the show today. If not, we'll talk about it tomorrow. I'm sure we'll have to get him on if that's that ends up happening, or maybe if it, even if it doesn't happen, be interesting to get him on and see why he decided not to go that route. Uh, as we mentioned, Jace Borfin will join us about on the hour at 10.30. He will uh, be appearing courtesy of Fence Brokers. We'll get his thoughts on the matchup with Arkansas and Santa Clara and the rest of their draw in Fayetteville this weekend and how he's feeling coming off of the trip over to Hoover. We've got Pat Bradley, courtesy of River City Flooring at 11.10. Brian Hendricks will be up, courtesy of McClard's Barbecue. We're talking about fishing from a kayak. And he also had an interesting article this weekend about uh, the proper way to hold a fish if you're taking photos. Yeah. Speaking of, I saw a... Uh, you're Remember, not going to... What? We got that lesson when we were uh, catching the uh, trout. Mm-hmm. They were like, you don't want to break their, their jaw, and then the fish are... Screwed. Yeah. Uh, I also saw a guy who caught a fish that you're not going to hold by the mouth or any other part of the body by yourself because it weighed 775 pounds. Uh, a marlin. Huge. Mm. So we'll talk to Brian about that. I don't know if he's ever done... I assume he's done some, some marlin fishing at some point along the way. Trey Schapp is down at SEC Media Days. And it's always interesting the things that come out of there. This year in particular because they're talking about 9-8. We've been talking about this 9-game, 8-game schedule forever, seems like. And so we'll get the latest on that uh, in addition to whatever else... They're talking about down there. I'm sure there are other topics, and it's brought to you by Blackman Auctions. Also, our good friends up at Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels, we appreciate them. I say up, they're all over the place. So we'll talk to Trey in a little bit. We've got some friends coming in from a local charity as well. Um, But anyway, looking forward to all that as we continue on in the show. Jace Borfin in about five minutes. We've got Navy Mike in here, and I do mean quickly because we're coming up on it. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's up, Justin and uh, Wes? You know, know, Justin... um you got, you know, two camps as far as the draw that Arkansas got. You got some that are saying, well, we love this draw. You know, and then you got the other side saying, well, how, how can you, how can we get a, such a bad draw as a three seed? Well, you add them together and you buy by two and it's somewhere in the middle, right? But um, as far as the draw goes, if Arkansas can actually win their own regional, then you get to go to the pair of hot, get matched up with them, and I think, actually, you're going to face, you know, another uh, team from North Carolina for the third straight year to decide if you go to the go to Omaha or not in the North Carolina Tar Heels. Now, the last two years we went 500. You, you, you know, they the state of North Carolina took took your best team out that you've ever had, and last year you actually beat North Carolina to get there. So you're probably going to have to do that again this year. And that's all I got, and y'all take care. 
I wouldn't be surprised if it's Iowa. I I haven't seen Indiana State play a game. I have not. I've not seen Iowa play a game. I have not. I've not seen North Carolina play a game this year. I've seen one play. Who's their fourth team? Uh, Wright State. Wright State. I certainly have not, have seen, not Wright seen Wright State. I know Iowa lost in the Big Ten championship game to Maryland. Yeah, Iowa's pitching built, is awesome. Iowa's built a very good program over the last several years. Top ten pitching staff. Would not surprise me at all if they won. I kind of hope they do. It'd be fun. Yeah. Been rooting against that program my whole life. <laughs> What's one more weekend? That'd be a great weekend. For it really me. would be. It really would be. So, yeah, that'd be cool to see. Hogs and Hawks. In Fayetteville, but let's get through the first, uh, the regional first. I'm not sure what Mike's point was, maybe just a history lesson, but he, he does make a good point. There has been a recurring theme. Look, we talked about basketball, too. How many times has Arkansas played, you know, North, North Carolina, Carolina. Yeah. Or, or Duke? It's happened. It's been a mixed bag, but it hasn't been very good against North Carolina. And baseball, obviously a little different story last year, so that's good. 10-26, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll hear from Jace Borfin on the other side. Brought to you by Fence Brokers. True Service Community Federal Credit Union presents your Razor Hog Update every day on Out of Bounds. True Service is honored to support local businesses with small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. The Arkansas Razorbacks have their assignment for the 2023 NCAA Baseball Tournament. As expected, the Hogs earned a national seed. They are the number three overall seed in this year's tournament. The only two teams ahead of them, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons and the Florida Gators. The Razorbacks will be joined by the Big 12 champions TCU, Arizona and at-large out of the Pac-12, and the WCC champion Santa Clara. The Hogs will open up the NCAA Tournament on Friday afternoon. They face off against Santa Clara at 2 p.m. You can catch it right here on 1037 The Buzz, and you can watch it on ESPN+. As a reminder, first round is a double elimination round. The winner of the Fayetteville Regional will take on whoever comes out of the Terre Haute Regional, which features Indiana State, Wright State, Iowa, and North Carolina. I'm Josh Neighbors for The Buzz Radio Network. Don't stay in business for 95 years unless you're doing something right. McClard's Barbecue is still going strong after 95 years with delicious barbecue and all the fixings, plus their hand-rolled tamales. And Philip McClard is still smoking meat and ribs. They're still offering their signature tamale spread, too. Visit their new location at 9219 Stagecoach Road in Little Rock, still using the original McClard's Barbecue sauce recipe from 1928. Stop in from 11 to 7 on weekdays and 11 to 8 on weekends. And now the best man. Uh, I was going to plan this speech out while I got my oil change, but I went to take five and it was a lot faster than I thought, so here it goes. Okay. Tim, you were my first friend. Angela, you were my first. <laughs> yeah, I never thought the two of you would make it, but I guess love really is blind. No, 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 I mean in a good way. At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options, and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal house. Under. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. When you call Blackman Auctions to sell your assets, you begin a multi-point plan to get the highest value possible. Each auction takes 30 to 45 days of planning and strategic marketing for your real estate, your equipment, and your assets. You've worked hard for your property, and it deserves more than a sign in the yard or a post on the Internet. Sometimes marketing is more than just a commercial with a great-sounding spokesman. Call me. Let me come up with a plan to tell your story and turn your assets into money. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, let's see what Justin Acri and Wes Moore have to say on the Buzz Radio Network.
end of the month, so you know it's a good time to buy a car. Guatney Chevrolet in, in May, it's even better right now because they're trying to get rid of a bunch of 2013s because the 2014s are on the way. So they got to clear the lot, and they've got some great incentives that'll just encourage you to go buy a new car. 1.9% financing right now. That's going on on the new vehicles at Guatney Chevrolet. And then you've got 90 days no payments on those new vehicles. So you wouldn't have to make a payment in June, July, August. You wouldn't have to make your first payment until September. That's happening right now at Guatney Chevrolet. Go to the website, guatneychevrolet.com. Take a look at all the inventory, then head to the Gregory Street exit. End of the month, they want to make some deals. they got to get rid of 2023s, make way for the 2024s. Did I say 2013 earlier? I did say 2013. It's the 2023s they're getting rid of because the 2024s are coming, and they've got to have some space. So head on out to Guatney Chevrolet. It's always good to be at home, really. I mean, especially we've been on the road for 11 days straight, and... Uh, you know, just driving back in. Once we got in our cars at the airport the other day, it was nice to be here and regroup a little bit and uh, let these guys have some, some freedom yesterday, today, and then have team practice the next couple of days, and then obviously a Thursday workout that's structured time-wise. And it's really good to be able to play at Bomb Walker in front of our fans who, you know, are extremely loyal, and they, they show up, and uh, you know, it ought to be an exciting weekend. Should be. Arkansas looking forward to hosting again. They play the early game on Friday. We'll have it here on the buzz. And one of the key cogs for Arkansas, Jace Borford, back for another visit. We were obviously not here yesterday. We need to get Bubba on later in the week as well. But Jace joining us now on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Arkansas outfielder Jace Borfin joins the zone thanks to fence brokers and Bryant. Slider drilled deep right field. Look at that ball go. You got to get out of here. Borfin with a go-ahead home run in the eighth inning. The Hogs are back in front. Borfin is a leading hitter for Arkansas and has been named a National Player of the Week this year. The pitch is just crushed. Deep to right field, over the scoreboard, over the hunt center. Oh my gosh, that ball bounced nearly in the lake. Jace Borfin hit that ball 500 miles. Fence Brokers provides Arkansas with the largest inventory, quality products, and superior service. They are the experts. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. All right, let's bring him in on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Jace Borfin standing by. Jace, welcome back. How are you? Yeah, how are you guys? And we're good. We're good. So, Coach, sound like you guys got a little bit of rest yesterday. Was that the case? Oh, yeah. We got up, uh, went to the field, watched the collection show, just got like a little light lift in, um, and then just had the rest of the day off. You know, it's nice when you know you're in, you don't have to stress, and you know you're hosting, you don't have to stress about that either. What would you think of the rest of the draw, the way it came together? Yeah, pretty good. Um, some really good teams in our regional. Um, I think you kind of just do that across the country. Um, there's some really good teams that got in. Um, there's some other teams that didn't get in that are good teams too. So, um, But we're going to have our work cut out for us this weekend. Well, you're certainly battle-tested. Ten SEC teams in, eight hosting, which is a record. What did you think about uh, the SEC's representation? Yeah, I think that's just kind of like testament, just how hard the conference is. Um, you know, there's really no off weekend. You know, as we saw this this season, you know, beating a lot of good teams um, and then losing to a lot of good teams, too. So this league is legit, and I think it's the best conference in, in the country. I don't think there's much much doubt about that. ACC did pretty well, too. I think eight teams in from the ACC, and uh, hey, maybe eventually you'll face one of those. Certainly it stands to reason if you guys keep advancing. Um, give me kind of a recap from your, your take on the SEC tournament. We talked last week. I know you guys wanted to go in there and win the thing. You got to the semis, and there were some good moments, some dramatic moments. You were part of that. Had a key hit in one of the victories. All close games. What were your takeaways from the, the games you guys played over there? Yeah, I thought um, we did almost everything, you know, we wanted to accomplish in that tournament. Um, the main thing is, you know, just getting guys in there playing um, and just getting kind of kind of ready for the regionals. Uh, I thought our overall performance in, in Hoover was good. Um, we just kind of ran to A&M, so we played for the fifth time on uh, on Saturday. <clears throat> so that's to be the team five times, but I mean they're a really good team. Um, but I think we learned a lot about ourselves. The LSU, the LSU game <clears throat> before that, um, going up against Schemes again, and that very very talented lineup uh, just kind of shows like the just the competitive nature of this team um, and the willingness to just not lose. 
Yeah, that was fun. That was uh, that was one of those games that just had all that hype, and it, partly it was because of the starting pitchers, and neither pitcher went far because the coaches were trying to save them for the regional. But it just had that. Uh, at least watching it had that different feel. Did it have a different feel at the ballpark? Oh yeah, um, there was a lot of LSU fans. Um, I'm there, and they were, they were loud. So you kind of just kind of felt like you know once the game started, it was like all right, like let's go, let's go out and show them. Um, but it was just kind of cool because, like you said, it was just you just kind of felt like one of those those big games with Hagen Smith and, and Paul Schemes on the mound. Um, they were the best arms in the country right there. You know, it was going to be a good game, and they didn't go very long. But just the, those first couple innings right there just was like it was really cool to see and playing. I heard a couple of announcers that they've been talking about y'all's offense, and it's like they're not concerned about the offense. That they feel like once you get back to Baumwalker Stadium, the bats are going to come alive. Heck, Bubba Carpenter's even told us that he's a man. When they get back home, these guys are going to hit. What what makes the difference of hitting at Baumwalker Stadium as opposed to somewhere else? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that kind of go into it. Um, one just being just being comfortable and playing in the environment uh, where you know that you can just relax and have fun. Um, the fans make a big difference with that. Um, and then I think the second thing is really just being able to use our facilities uh, to come in and do your routine and play the game. I'm curious, what are you working on this week? Uh, for me, it's just kind of getting back in the cage and, and really just trying to just keep my direction towards like left center field, um, really just getting that feel back, uh, just hitting line drives, that, that gap. <laughs> You told us one time it was uh, quiet hands. That was uh, that really turned you around. Are you, are you working on your quiet hands? Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Less movement is obviously uh, is obviously really good too. So I'm sure I'll probably incorporate that as well. Talking to Jace Borfin on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. It's brought to you by Fence Brokers. You faced TCU earlier this year. Forgettable game. Uh, what were your recollections of them? And then how much, if any, do you know about the other teams that are are coming in this weekend? Yeah, TCU, really good team. Um, they're really hot as of lately. Um, we played them the first of the year. They were really good. Um, they still are really good. But uh, I just kind of remember it was just kind of like lopsided. It was a close game early, and they kind of just took a, just kind of ran ran away with the game. Um, so I know we're looking forward to hopefully playing them if we get a chance. Um, and I really don't know too much about the other teams, um, other than I think Arizona got to the Pac-12 championship. Uh, game, I think. But other than that, I, I really don't know much. How much do y'all will y'all study film of the opposing pitchers between now and, and game time? Yeah, I think we kind of just take it as uh, just one game at a time. You know, we're playing Santa Clara first game, so I think Thursday we'll probably come up after practice. Um, Coach Thompson and Coach Warnes, Coach Smith will. Kind of let, it, let us go over the pitching staff, um, mainly the starter, uh, maybe a couple bullpen arms, and then you know we'll see who we play after that. Kind of take it the same way. Yeah, I think for playing a team multiple times might be more of an advantage for a pitcher who has seen the lineup and had to deal with them, because obviously as a hitter you may you know may face a guy you may not. It kind of depends on on who they decide to start or who you guys go against. Um, you obviously got some tournament experience here. You played a And M twice, of course, but. When, when you're going up against a guy that you really don't know, I mean, what's your approach versus a guy that you have some familiarity with and a good report on? Every pitcher we face, um, you know, some pitchers are going to have more data than others. So um, the sheets can really help. Like Coach Thompson and Coach Warner's going to come over and give us to us. And they, uh, they have scouting reports on all those pitchers. So um, they have all the information, and they kind of simplify it down to, like, hey, this is what this approach should be for left-handed hitters, and this is what the approach should be for right-handed hitters. Um, but, you know, like you said, when you face a guy that you've already seen, you can kind of already create a, an approach and kind of already kind of visualize what the pitcher's going to do to attack you rather than a guy that you haven't seen much. Your lefties have been pretty good against lefties this year, which obviously isn't the, the standard. I mean, what uh, what's your what's your approach, and do you have a preference? I mean, do you like hitting off – off lefties, I mean, has that always been something you've been successful with? Yeah, I think as a group, um, we do a really good job of just, just staying on the ball. Um, all left-handed hitters do a really good job of doing that. Um, being able to hit, you know, the, the breaking ball breaks away from you. Being able to stay on the fastball. Um, but for me personally, I actually like, honestly, I like hitting lefties more than righties. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just weird. I've just been able to, to hit lefties better in my career, I feel like. 
um, for whatever reason. But I think it goes back to just staying on the ball, um, you know, to the opposite field gap. Um, and then my approach really is kind of like open up my, my foot a little bit, just to kind of see the, the ball a little better. Because sometimes it can come from a crossfire and kind of hide the ball. Um, but, yeah, I just kind of try to hit the ball right, right back at the pitcher. That last pitcher for AM in the final game in the SEC tournament, you know, Coach, I know it was disappointing. I'm sure you guys were, too, that you guys couldn't come up with a, a key hit. You had a nice rally going there in the ninth to almost pull off the miraculous comeback. But watching him face the last few batters, I mean, that dude's stuff was so filthy. What was it like going up against him? <laughs> yeah, we faced him earlier in the season at home. Uh, and it, his stuff was a lot better this time. Um, he made some really good pitches. Um, I chased him out of the zone that I normally don't chase. Um, I think he just got a little too too sped up there in the moment. Um, but, yeah, he made some really good pitches. Um, he just kind of felt like he just didn't see the ball as well. Um, and I was talking to, to Jared about it, too. He was, like, saying the same thing. Um, so he pitched really, really well in that inning and made some good pitches. I know in football they, there's a lot of film study, basketball a lot of film study. Do y'all do that? Is there video available of other pitchers that y'all get to watch? Yeah, so um, we don't really do a lot of that, you know. Like, that's just not really something part of our, like, routine and stuff. Um, but the video is there to, like, say you want to go search who you're, who you're facing um, this weekend or anyone they have. Um, the, the video is there, though. Chase, this will be, correct me if I'm wrong, your first regional at home, right? Yes, this is, I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, what's the, I mean, we know how raucous it gets there on an SEC week, and what's your expectation for this weekend? Uh, expecting everything just as good as that and better. <laughs> um, I know, you know, once we get to postseason, um, I'm really good friends with Caden Wallace, and he was just like last year, you know, we went and played on the road. And he was telling me and, and Stovall, he was like, you guys got to experience a, a regional at home. Those, those are the ones that are way better. We had a lot of fun on the road last year with our fans traveling. Uh, it was just like us against the world. But I know that here at home, the, the, plant, the place is going to be jumping. Fans are going to be rowdy. It's just going to be a really good environment for him. So I'm really looking forward to that this weekend. Obviously, it gives you guys some energy, and it'll be a special environment. Do you get rattled at all when you got a crowd like that even though they're rooting for you guys yeah it can be really easy to get set up in the moment um you know it's just really just taking the pitch one pitch at a time you know slowing down taking deep breaths and just enjoying it and just being thankful that you're in the moment um i think that's really just the biggest thing on how to just slow the game down in those moments like that well, no matter how rattled you guys feel, it's going to be that that much worse for Santa Clara. So that'll be good. Uh, we're looking forward to it, man. Well, listen, you got something? Go ahead. You guys have played 34 home games this season. Do you know what your record is at home? Um, off the top of my head, I'm thinking we've lost three, maybe four games. Yeah, exactly right. You're 30 and four at home. Uh, that's a, that's a yeah. dominating uh, home record right there. That That is something special about Baumwalker. Yeah. The home field advantage thing is very real. Um, and I think we just play better here just as a confidence factor from that. I had a question from a uh, listener on the First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. He asked me, please ask Jace about Jackson Wiggins. Is he still with you guys? Oh, yeah. Um, Wiggins is still with us. Um, he just comes in the, the facility and, and does his rehab um, and gets his lift in, you know, and rehabbing his arm, Tom and John. But, yeah, he's still around us and with us. Cool. Chase, good luck this week, buddy. We'll see you in Fayetteville. I appreciate the time. All right. Thank you guys so much. All right, buddy. Thank good you. Good luck. Chase Borfin, courtesy of our friends over at Fence Brokers. Appreciate them very much as well. 10.45, we'll come back and wrap up our first hour. we got some game balls and jock straps to make up for from yesterday. Like I said, we didn't get a chance to talk to Bubba yesterday either because we were off, but we will certainly get him on at some point this week. We've also got Pat Bradley coming up, the Red-White Report, and Trey Shaps down at SEC meetings. Again, eight or nine. That's the big question this week for future football schedules. What's going to happen? We'll find out or at least get the latest from him. Another talking some hoops as well. So stay tuned. Much more coming up in the zone in a moment. Big O Tires is a good deal right now. Buy three. Fourth tire, absolutely free. It's not some 
coupon or rebate and you get a check later. It's right there in the store. Buy three tires, fourth tire is absolutely free. And they haven't raised the prices on all the tires to make up for giving away free tires. It is a great sale right now. Big O Tires. Buy three, get four tires free. Great selection of tires, all the name brand tires. Plus, don't forget about the Big O Tire. It's a great tire, too. And Big O Tires does more than just tires. They got mechanics on hand ready to take a look at your car. If there's something wrong, check engine light comes on. Just not sure where to take it? Take it to Big O Tires. Two locations. In Cabot, they're on Prospect Court, right in front of Kroger. In Conway, they're on Hark Rider. It's Big O Tires, the team we trust. I'm talking about Elliot's Mexican Grill. Take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. The Keats Special, a Mexican hibachi dish with fresh steak, chicken, or shrimp. Tuesdays are Taco Tuesdays, and they're only $1.99 at Elliot's. And now they're serving homemade tortillas. Fresh pies for dessert along with soft-serve ice cream. Elliot's Mexican Grill, award-winning Mexican food with daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, 11 to 2. You take exit 108 to Elliot's Mexican Grill. In Moralton. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months. And River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Summer is here, and it's the beginning of Saracen Sports Car Giveaways. Play at Saracen all this month for a chance to win a hot, hot Mustang convertible courtesy of Trotter Ford. Start your summer in style at Saracen Casino, where you can qualify to win one of America's favorite summer sports cars, the Ford Mustang Convertible. Take the short trip to the only Arkansas casino where someone will win a Mustang convertible. Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. Office rental, storage rentals, container sales, mobile container solutions has you covered. Call today and they'll get one on the way. 501-541-2600. That's 501-541-2600 for mobile container solutions. Our care is a system of doctors, nurses, counselors, and pharmacists dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. But it's more than that. It's relational. It's human. It's thousands of people over a three-state footprint offering health care to all. From the country club to the homeless shelter, no one is turned away. Our care. So you can live your story. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Jeremiah Matthews in Little Rock, Justin Sollers in North Little Rock, or Michael Ludwig in Greenbrier today. Razorback pitcher Gage Wood joins Drive Time Sports every week, courtesy of Tacos for Life. At Tacos for Life, for every meal purchased, a meal is provided to a child in need. It's Gage Wood on Drive Time Sports, brought to you by Tacos for Life. For the best in midday sports talk and entertainment, look no further than The Zone with Justin Ankry and Westmore on the Buzz Radio Network. Ready or not, here I come. 1049 Gay Balls and Jockstraps coming up in a second from over the weekend. Plenty to hand out. And yes, Boston Celtics, I'm looking right at you, and you're not getting a game ball. Uh, I want to say about our friends at Oakland, they always get a game ball. Daily casino promotions and the 24-7 smoke-free casino. Lots of great entertainment coming up soon, too. June 9th is Randy Hauser. Uh, we got Chris Jansen, July 2nd. Ricky Skaggs and Kentucky Thunder, July 14th. The Four Tops on August 25th. And the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band coming up this fall, September 10th. You can get all your tickets now at oaklawn.com. And I guarantee at least a couple of those will sell out. So you might want to jump on that soon if you're thinking about it. You've got the great casino. You've got beautiful rooms there as well. You can book those at oaklawn.com while you're snatching up some tickets. You can check out the restaurants there. There are many options to choose from, both fine dining and a little more casual. And, of course, over in Pops Lounge, they've always got live music on the weekends as well. So lots of ways to have fun at Oaklawn, even if you're not a huge gambler. 
So go by and visit our friends in Hot Springs and have yourself a time, my friends. We'll be looking forward to going back there real soon. All right, so we've got uh, some game balls and jockstraps here from over the weekend. Plenty of things to certainly chat about. Let's get to it. Game balls and jockstraps are brought to you by a caddy's touch landscape. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA caddy, so he knows what good grass looks like. If you'd like to take your yard to the next level, then hit up Josh and his crew at a caddy's touch landscape. 501-794-2770. Call today. All right. You guys want to go? I was going to give a game ball to the Boston Celtics for game six. I thought that was absolutely incredible. Uh, The tip in at the buzzer to uh, overcome Jimmy Butler's three free throws with three seconds left. Now, you talk about clutch. That was pretty cool, too. It was just a great game. Yeah. And I thought, well, the Heat didn't survive. And then to get the tip in at the buzzer, that was awesome. And that set up game seven. And, man, I'm so thankful to have that game seven last night. So I think they deserve a game ball for game six. And then a jockstrap for game seven. They're shooting woes. Good Lord. How about, you know, driving to the basket, maybe going to the free throw line, and not being so stubborn and shooting 48 threes last 42. Nine of 42. Wow. That's horrendous. 21%. Not good. The problem is Miami only shot 28, but they made half of theirs. So I'll give a game ball to Miami for, look, it would have been real easy to stick your head in the sand or stay stay in the dumps after losing a heartbreaking game like that. But they didn't. They came back and they played well. They led throughout and then just dominated down the stretch. Charles Barkley, certainly not too pleased with the performance the Celtics gave. They're 4 for 21. They probably, I forget what they were in the last game. 7 for 35. I mean, it's, it's, it's so bad to watch them play. There's no ball movement. There's no body movement. And it's just frustrating watching the team with this much talent just play stupid. Yeah, they missed their first 12 threes. Thing about the Celtics, like we said, we never know how they're going to play. This is one of the most inconsistent, talented teams I've ever been around. You got two guys who are all NBA. You got the defensive player of the year. You got the sixth man of the year. And in the last month, since the playoffs started, a couple games you say, what the hell happened against Atlanta? What the hell happened against the Sixers? And then you come out here and you get down three zip with the first two games at home. Then you play two magnificent games. Then you really play three magnificent and you try to choke game six away. I'm not, I mean, I'm surprised. I'm shocked that Miami won the game, but I'm, I'm not shocked they won the game. I'm shocked they won by 20. Yeah, exactly. We're all shocked they won by 20. Mm-hmm. Christian, thoughts? Yeah, I was going to give game ball to the Heat and Caleb Martin, and I think Caleb Martin probably should have been named Eastern Conference Finals MVP just because I know Jimmy Butler averaged more points and assists and rebounds, but Caleb Martin did it more efficiently. Yeah. Um, that was cool to watch. I forgot. I didn't really know. I didn't forget. I didn't really know much about him, I guess, but played for Muss at Nevada. Nevada. Yeah, pretty cool story. Both the twins did. The other one still plays for the Hornets. But um, Josh Strap, I'm going to give one to the Celtics and Jalen Brown. I think Jalen Brown deserves most of the blame. He was terrible. Who would you give the credit to for, like Justin said, to, to lose a, just a gut-wrenching game at, at Game 6? You think you got it. Now you're, you're about to become that team to make history on the wrong end of things. Who gets the credit for turning that team around, getting their head straight for what they did in Game 7? Probably Spole? either Spo, yeah. Probably Spo or Jimmy. Or a com- combination of both, probably. Well, their role players are played really well, too. So, it was a lot more than just Jimmy, which is, to your point, about the MVP. With all that being said, Nuggets in five. Yeah, I think we, <laughs> we can all agree to that. Uh, i got to give a jockstrap to a guy named Jeff Nelson. you probably never heard of him. I hadn't either. He's a Major League Baseball umpire. And they had a uh, they were doing a game on Saturday night between the Marlins and the Angels. And it looked like a no-brainer out play. They got a ball ground ball through home for an out and a first for an out. But it was challenged because they said that the catcher did not step on home plate. Well, apparently the umpire didn't think there was much to it. And unfortunately for him, got caught in a hot mic. And then looked even dumber because they looked at the replay and had to go back and overturn it. Oops. Home plate Miami is challenging, had a really good Miami's look challenging the out call at home plate. But the Marlins are going to challenge that. They got their heads up their ass. 
And a, obviously a crucial play in this ball game if it gets overturned. And they'll need the evidence to overturn that call. Guriel Cooper, birdie. Ground ball right back to the mound. That's one, a low throw, but they turn two. Here it is again. And I, I think that's got to go the Marlins' way. I'm with you. He doesn't appear to be on the plate at all. I don't think he ever touched home plate. Not even by accident trying to stand back up. After review, the call is overturned. The runner is safe. The run will score. The runners will be placed at second and third. It's overturned. And Miami will retain it's hmm. Who had their headwear? Yeah, he, that, he should have said that. Yeah. I had my head up, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of having your head up somewhere, uh, Hornell High School gets a jock strap. This is in New York State. They started celebrating a little too early. They struck out the last batter, seemingly claiming a state championship, but the third strike was dropped. The guy runs to first, and they do not stop celebrating. Guy scores, guy scores. Kid runs all the way around and scores. They walk it off. There was a bunch of confusion afterwards. You need to look up the video. It's absolutely insane. And the fact that nobody thought to throw to first or to try to get the ball corralled and just let the play go on. And the umpires did the right thing. They let it play out. And they end up losing a state championship over that play. Absolutely insane. Uh, give give a heads up or, I guess, a pat on the back to Palmyra Macedon, the team that uh, kept playing on, scoring five times in the seventh, including that key, key one there, and they uh, went at 6-5. Crazy. Have you heard about the debacle at the Lexington Regional? I did. So uh, Lexington, Kentucky, is hosting a regional. Uh, there's also this uh, big uh, country musical festival. Mm-hmm. There's some other kind of little festival that's got a bunch of people. So there aren't any hotel rooms in Lexington for the teams. So they're having to put the players and coaches in the dorm. Welcome to Lexington. Could be worse, but you should probably make sure that uh, you've got that ironed out beforehand. It's Look, when you go to Omaha, it's the same deal. they got a huge youth baseball tournament every year that they intentionally put on the same time as the World Series. And it's it's cool, I guess, for the kids to go and watch the the you know the big college kids playing, but it sucks for hotels, for people who are trying to get a room at a reasonable yeah. rate. But if you're willing to shell out 350 or 400 a night, you're all good. But that's ridiculous, and you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, they're also hosting the high school baseball, softball, and track and field championships there on campus. In Lexington? Too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're having to move the baseball games, find somewhere else to play. The, the, the regionals? High school, the, oh, high the high school, school. games, yeah. Obviously, Kentucky's not used to hosting regionals, and they're not good at this. So it kind of caught them off guard. Pretty crazy. All right, that's our first hour. Coming up, Pat Bradley will join us on the other side, thanks to River City Flooring. And we've also got the red-white report, courtesy of our friends at Big O Tires and McClard's Barbecue, bringing you Brian Hendricks. We'll go outside with the outdoor editor for the Democrat Gazette as well. Rock out with the only American-style sushi experience founded on great food and rock and roll. Rock and roll sushi! Rock and roll sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. Cater your next event, lunch, or dinner. Get the party started. 80 to 240 pieces of sushi platter. Rock and roll! Rock and roll sushi.